0: Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes. It is Stress Awareness Month. Today on the show to talk about stress awareness is Dr. Ariadna Simot-Lansky. Dr. Simot-Lansky is a clinical psychologist and chair of the ASRM Mental Health Professionals Group. doctor Simon Simot-Lansky, welcome to ASRM Today.
1: Hi, Jeff. I'm pleased to be here.
0: Fantastic. Well, I want to start off since this is kind of a tradition now with the show. Since this is your first time on, could you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? How did you come to be working with people in the field of reproductive medicine?
1: Yeah. um, Thank you for that question because it's uh, it was one of those things that I I was uh, sort of presented the opportunity and I took it but wasn't aware of where this was going to take me. So I'm in Chicago. Uh, This is where I completed my doctoral degree. And uh, during my postdoc, I was working with pregnant teens. That's kind of how I came into the world of reproduction. After I finished my postdoc, I went into private practice and was really working more with pregnancy. And through that, I... um, one day was just scrolling through my uh, the Illinois Psychological Association and this position at a fertility clinic here in Chicago appeared a part-time position it sounded so interesting I applied and I got the position and uh, so I was in-house at a large fertility clinic here in Chicago for six and a half years and uh, it has it was f- fantastic to be able to work with physicians, with the nurses, with embryologists, it really sort of gave me this uh, amazing view of, of the field uh, and, and patients and all kinds of difficulties that the reproductive world brings sometimes to so our patients and to our clinics as well.
0: Yeah, I was I was kind of in the same boat because I my my background is is in education and mm. I was getting married at the time and <laughs> ASRM had this job posting for an education specialist. I said, "Well, that's strange. I'm, I'm an education specialist." And I had no idea, no idea about reproductive medicine or, you know, any of these things, but yet here I am 8 years later, you know, <laughs> and and still learning you know, all sorts of things that I could never imagine. It, it, it is really a fascinating field, and you don't realize how big it is, yes. you know, when, when you do it. So, I want to ask you then we know that it's not clear how stress impacts fertility precisely, but it certainly exists, you know, for people trying to create a family. I want to ask, how can stress affect a person who is trying to start a family.
1: Yeah. that is a question that I tackle. So after this for large fertility clinic that I was at, I moved back to my private practice. And so I now work with actually a lot of the clinics in the area. so I still get to see a lot of uh, patients trying to conceive. and that is really one of the almost first questions that come up. People come into my into my office. They're very stressed. They feel like they have to manage stress because that is getting in the way of of them getting pregnant. And it's it's always such a difficult question because they're they're really, if we look at the research, there's really nothing that supports either one. You cannot get pregnant because you're too stressed or stress has no impact on it. There's really, if we look at it, almost falls 50-50 in the middle. So what I tell patients is that there's some relationship we don't know exactly what it is but it, but there's not a, a, a correlation just yet the one correlation 100% that we know is that if you're uh, doing fertility treatment if you're the recipient of uh, fertility treatment your levels of stress are going to be extremely extremely high um, and I quote some research that some amazing colleagues of mine have done some of them right here in Chicago uh, at Northwestern where they talk about how stress uh, from fertility treatment, really is is at the same levels as patients um, doing um, cancer treatment. Uh, so it becomes almost this life and death stress. Uh, you, you're really fighting for something that is really meaningful for patients, and as uh, as they're going to treatment, you really feels like their lives almost depend on it. Uh, and so it, one of the things that I tell them is that our work together will really focus more on how to manage stress so they can continue to move through fertility treatment and therefore increase their chances of being successful. We know that the other thing that I think one of my other amazing colleagues in Boston, Dr. Dahmer, has done is that patients leave treatment, or one of the main reasons why patients leave treatment is actually stress. Sometimes we think that it might be finances, it can be Health, but it really is stress is one of the main factors that our patients leave treatment. And so, if you're not doing treatment, it might be much harder to get pregnant. So, uh, if you stay in treatment, if you're able to manage your anxiety, you're more likely to stay in treatment and therefore hopefully be successful in the long run.
0: I'm sure too that our listeners that are physicians are are curious about because, you know, much like so many fields which are service-based, whether you're a teacher, a doctor, or what have you, I think you suddenly find yourself having to maybe deal with things that your training didn't quite prepare you for. So I was curious if you could take a minute just to give some recommendations about maybe not recommendations, but suggestions of how should physicians approach dealing with stress with patients when these patients are coming in and perhaps it's not going as well. Maybe they're having to do, you know, more than one, you know, like IVF, you know, cycle, or they're getting frustrated, they're getting stressed, you know, and, and <laughs> the first person they're going to run into, is their is the physician. So is there anything you can tell our physicians?
1: Yeah, that is uh that is another big sort of piece I think of this. Clinics bring such huge anxiety to our patients. And and I, I talk I remember when I was at the clinic, I always say that is probably the most high tension waiting room I ever walk through every morning. You can see it. Patients are rigid. They're covering their faces with whatever thing they're reading. Uh, it's just, you can, you can just feel the tension. And I think sometimes we have to remember that that is really how a lot of our patients walk through our doors. And anxiety presents in many ways. I think there's certain things that we see a lot with these patients. They, they read a lot and they have a lot of questions. Uh, They want to understand. And and sometimes, these are clinics that move fast. And sometimes we don't have time for that and we get impatient. And um, I think the nursing staff sometimes really is is one of the recipients of uh, patients' uh, stress. Uh, Front desk, people get there, they're impatient, they're angry, and it it, it sort of gets taken out in, in, in a lot of people at the clinic. So I think part of part of how we help patients at, at that medical level is a recognition and really helping our front staff with uh, really give them some some tools to be able to be patient, to be able to recognize that the anger might be more about the patient and the treatment than to the receptionist or to the nurse. But the other piece is that we do this all the time. We talk about levels all the time. We talk about treatment all the time. And for patients, this is the first time that they've heard many of these things. And sometimes to be able to take the time, and I think this is one of our most precious things that we have, uh, that we don't have enough of, to really sort of take the time to be able to answer a few questions for our patients. um, Can go a long way. Um, This idea of bedside manner, being uh, compassionate. uh, When we talk about a donor, again, is, is one of those things that, we talk about it all the time we know it well we know how great it is but for our patients those are really hard news when there's when there's a loss there's there's a really hard news and so part of us as as clinicians we take those extra five minutes that can really go a long way with our patients um sometimes uh when i was at the clinic again i uh we had a, a different handout. sometimes if there was a loss Um, there was a how to cope with loss that our uh, ultrasound technicians had in the room. And so even though I was not there to provide that support, the patient can literally walk out with a piece of paper and eight ideas on how to help them um, get through that day. And so I think that the more proactive we are in sort of thinking uh, forward, what might be sort of those touch points that we can give patients information um, something to, to read, to look on, a telephone number, um, that could be one of the very important ways to connect patients with people like me that can support them through the journey.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. It's Stress Awareness Month, and we are talking with Dr. Ariadna Simon-Lansky, and uh, we're talking about stress awareness, but you are also the chair of the ASR Mental Health Professionals Group. People would be angry with me if I didn't take this opportunity to ask you what's going on with the MHPG in 2022.
1: Yeah, thank you for asking that. It's actually a very exciting year. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do as, as we uh, sort of continue to expand is to really bring our group to be as relevant as we can in this sort of modern world. So I'm, I'm very excited and I'm excited that I do also get to chair at a time that we might have more opportunities to come together again. So uh, our group is growing. We're one of the bigger professional groups of ASRM. We have over 600 members at this point. Um, And it it encompasses psychologists, social workers, and um, licensed clinicians, um, licensed mental health clinicians we are everywhere uh literally all the states are represented in our membership and we have a couple of international members as well we have a very active uh, listserv which has been incredible to provide support to one another when we have questions when we need resources Uh, people can definitely use all of that and uh we have an amazing mentoring group right now, we're trying to really reach all of those new professionals that are just starting in this complicated world of uh, fertility treatment and uh, we're mentoring a a much bigger number than we ever have. We're using a lot of technology, we're using a lot of Zooming for teaching, we're using uh, different types of connecting people with each other to support our profession. Uh, but also to, to support, uh, one another, uh, we have a social media, uh, group that is trying to actually sort of follow ASRM's, um, uh, uh, each awareness month. And so we're trying to do posts that sort of match that as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're active.
0: And, and of course we're all hoping to see each other in Anaheim uh, yes. this year. So very excited for that. Is there a European equivalent of MHPG in maybe in Europe and like, uh, like ESHRA or is, is, is there some kind of a, uh, uh, same group?
1: Unfortunately, no, <laughs> we're right now the only uh, biggest, uh, mental health group in the field of reproductive medicine. Uh, we have a few members here and there, but, uh, unfortunately, no, we're, we're it for now. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. my our hopes that soon that will expand and expand yes. and expand and expand. Yes, um,
1: I, I would love that.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Simon Lansky, for for being on the show today, and and I've got to have you back on again. We'll 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 come up with some other topics and and that we can cover, uh, and and of course always be able to discuss all matters in HPG.
1: It will be my pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Please rate and subscribe to the show on Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today Series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.